Have you ever had a favorite dog that you love to just have around you? Well, I have. Let me tell you about it. Welcome to Stories Around the Campfire. This is Jim Painter, your host. And today I want to tell you a little bit about my dog, Bull Durham. Bull Durham was a dog, kind of indeterminate species. I think he had some sheepdog in him of some sort. When he was born, he had a super long tail. And the guy that owned him right then decided it was too long and he had the vet take off the tail. But he took off a whole lot more and he had just a little stub. And for a long time, Bull Durham just kind of sat on his one haunch there, I guess, because his tail was sore. Things were out of balance. I don't know. But that was always a kind of a hallmark for Bull Durham. Bull was supposed to be a cow dog. He was supposed to be able to work cattle and do things like that, and he did at times, but mostly he wanted to play. He was just having too much fun uh, to work too hard. He did learn and was trying to learn how to heal, and that's what a cow dog does. We didn't want them to bark. We wanted them to just go up and nip the heels of the cow or the calf and to learn to do that. And we had some good cow dogs, some blue Queensland healers that were excellent at that. We would try to teach Bull Durham and he would do it, but he would go up and he would take like a big mouthful and chomp down and the cow would kick him like in the next week. I remember one time we were moving a bunch of cows and Bull Durham was trying to help. He's going along and he's trying to keep things in line and he would go up and and try to nip, but, but he was still at a place where he would bite instead of just nip. And he would bite, and the cow would kick him. He'd go flying, and he'd go up there, and he'd try again. And I remember one time, it must have been four or five times in a row, he just got kicked really hard. And finally, here he was. He's just a pup yet. He goes up and starts walking, and I was riding my horse, Matt Dillon. We called him Big Old Buckskin. Bull Durham walked right up and started walking kind of right underneath Matt Dillon so that the cows couldn't kick him. That was Bull Durham. There were lots of great stories with him about him being funny. There were so many things a little bit older. He loved to bury things. He would just take things and bury them. And one of our favorite family stories is that Whenever mom would make biscuits for breakfast, we'd give him one and he'd take it and go out and bury it somewhere. And we would laugh because then dad would make breakfast and he would make biscuits and give a biscuit to Bull Durham and Bull Durham would eat that one right down. Mom never did laugh as hard at that as the rest of us did. When Bull was still really young, I don't know if he was a year old or not, I was trying to teach him to jump like up into the back of a pickup. Otherwise, we had to kind of pick him up and put him up there. And and he was a kind of a heavy dog and, and possibly a little bit lazy. And so we would work and work and jump and, and try to get him to jump up there and eventually have to pick him up and put him there. And uh, so we were working at it. And he was getting to where he'd kind of jump. And, and one day, we were up at another place, and we I guess we were working on the hay and equipment or something, and 
I realized I'd forgotten something back at the main place. And so I jumped into a little Jeep that we had. It was a 1944 Willys Jeep, World War II variety. I'd painted it bright red and it had no doors. And I just jumped in there and I just whistled for Bull Durham to come. And for the very first time, he jumped right into the pickup. He sits right there on the passenger side. I was so happy. I thought, he's learning, he's learning. And so I start driving down the road. And I'll admit, I was probably going a little bit too fast. And I'm going down this dirt road and I go around a corner. And remember, Bull Durham's just sitting there, like just normally sitting there, maybe kind of off to one side because of his tail, on the passenger side. And I go around the corner and Bull Durham goes tumbling right out of the Jeep. I couldn't believe it. And I slam on the brakes and I get out. I thought, oh boy, he will never jump into another vehicle as long as he lives. But he gets up, shakes himself off, comes running up the Jeep and jumps right back in. I couldn't believe it. I start driving away there. I'm so happy. And Bull Durham comes and he sits right in the middle and he leans right against me the rest of the way back to the place. <laughs> that was Bull Durham. He had a lot of personality and a lot of funny, funny moments. He was uh, great at chasing and catching things. He wasn't mad almost at anything. He thought they were his friends. One winter, mom and dad were feeding the cows as they had to do every every year, every day, I mean, and they would go up there with a big load of hay and Bull Durham would be out there and mom said she'd be sitting up there on top of the haystack as they get ready to feed and look out across there and there is Bull Durham chasing a big old cottontail across the whole mountainside there. And eventually they'd stop and here comes Bull Durham and he would have the rabbit. He'd caught the rabbit, but the rabbit wasn't dead. And Bull wasn't mad at it. He just wanted a new playmate. He'd come up there and he'd plop down, and he did this more than once. He plopped down in front of mom and put the rabbit down right in front of her. And then he would try to bury it. He'd start digging a hole in the snow. And of course, the rabbit would jump up and run away. And Bull Durham would chase after it, catch it again. Bull Durham would go and catch it and bring it back and did that two or three times. Uh, he picked up the rabbit and he went off with it. Mom saw him a little bit later. There's Bull Durham, still with his friend, the rabbit, swimming across one of the ponds. And he comes back a little bit later, and Mom is still there, and he puts the rabbit down, and this time the rabbit stayed put. <laughs> the poor rabbit had drowned while they were swimming across the pond. He didn't know any different. The only time I think I saw him really get angry with something was, uh, I was up at our cabin up in the high country, uh, they're above Fruta, and one morning, there was a little squirrel, well, actually, it was a little chipmunk, right on the doorstep, and I'd opened the door, it was just the Bull Durham and my other dog, Kim, and I there, and and there was the chipmunk right there, and Bull just pounces as he does. He always pounced, kind of like a cat would. He, he got the chipmunk, and he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, of course, that chipmunk turns around and just bites him on the lip really hard. And Bull let out a yelp and uh, crunched down on that chipmunk, and that chipmunk was no more. But usually, Bull wasn't wanting to hurt the animal. He was just wanting a good friend. 
except when it came to cats. He didn't like cats for some reason. We never did figure out why, but whenever there was a cat around the place, he made life miserable for it. We didn't keep cats around or in the house, but we did have them in the barn, you know, keep the mice away. And one day I was headed out to do the chores. It was in the evening. As I, um, as I got ready there, I opened up the doors and there was a cat. There hadn't been a cat around for uh, several, several weeks. And suddenly there was a cat right there. And of course, Bull Durham, he let out a squall and the cat ran. They went running into the barn, went running through where dad was milking, about upset the whole uh, milk can and everything. He's hollering at them and the cat comes running out where I am and Bull Durham right behind the cat. And the cat climbs literally right up the side of the barn. And it, it's up there maybe, oh, eight, ten feet, probably ten feet. And just hanging on to the side of the barn and Bull Durham's down there wiggling his tail and whining. And I just told Bull, you just be patient there because that cat cannot hang there forever. And sure enough, pretty soon the cats started getting weak. And it's almost like the cartoons where the cat's just slowly going down the edge of the fingernails while his, his toenails screeching down the wall of the barn. He gets down there and Bull jumps on him. The cat turns around, gives Bull Durham a big swipe and cut his nose wide open. So there's blood spurting everywhere. And that cat went running and he found the telephone pole there, ran all the way to the top of that telephone pole and sat right up there at the top. It was pretty exciting. And I even went out later that night and the cat was still up there, even when it was dark. I never did know when it got back down. Bull was the life of the party. Whenever we wanted something fun to do, we would look for Bull Durham. One other thing, just to remember, he was, he thought he was smart. He wasn't sure he was a dog, but he really liked to hang around us. And one time, in fact, we had a picture of it. I don't know where the picture went, but... We had a picture of uh, my brother Tom was working on the hay swather. Something was going on there, and he had the manual out. It was a big manual. It was down on the ground. Tom's working away, and suddenly, I don't know who took the picture. We all saw it later. There was Bull Durham sitting there, kind of like he's talking to Tom, and he's laying on his belly, and he's got an, a front uh, paw on either side of that manual, looking and he's sitting there looking at like he's reading the manual to Tom. <laughs> it was cute. It was funny. Bull Durham thought he was smart enough to fix the swather too. There's more stories I'll be telling you about Bull Durham later on. But think of the most fun dog you've ever had. And Bull Durham was that and more. Do you like reading stories about dogs? Some of it true, some of it maybe not so true. Patrick McManus has a series of stories. Fine and Pleasant Misery is one of them. Never Sniff a Gift Fish is another. In those, he talks about his dog, Strange. You might enjoy reading those. You can find them in Amazon, I think. Well, it's good to be together again. Thanks for listening to Stories Around the Campfire. We'll see you next time.